Good afternoon. It's great to see each and every one of you here, and we welcome you. We're, uh, we're here to uh, view the life of Mabel Mejia. Uh, today, our eulogy will be by Tony Cloud. And after the eulogy, there'll be a few moments available for those who would like to uh, uh, talk about the memories that they have of, of Mabel. And at this time, uh, uh, we'll be led in singing by John Teemer. Uh, he will be leading some of Mabel's favorite songs. If you follow along with us in the songbook, it is number 756. Or you can follow along on the, the board. When we all get to heaven, if we have it, let us sing. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. In the mansions bright, not a shadow, not a sigh. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of Him in glory. Will the tours of life repay when we all get to heaven? What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. Onward to the fruit, soon the beauty will be Soon the pearly gates will open, we shall tread the streets of gold. When we all get to heaven, what a day! that will be when we all 
shall sing and shout the victory when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. Amen. The next song will be number 824. If you're following along in the books, 824, I'll fly away. If we have it, let us sing. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away, you know I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. When the shadows of this life have grown, I'll fly away. Like a bird from Prison boys have flown, I'll fly away. Now you know I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away To a land where joy shall never end I'll fly away Now you know I'll fly away Oh glory I'll Fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Now you know I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Amen. I'll be right reading from the Psalms of David. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He maketh me lay down in clean, green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, through I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou preparest me a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall flow me all these days of my life, and I will be dwell in the house of the Lord forever. from Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you, you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let us pray. Our blessed, our loving, our heavenly Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for the 84 years that you allowed our sister Mabel to spend on this earth. Father, we thank you for the friendship and fellowship we enjoyed with one another. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that each and every time we interacted with her, prior to being in the chair and after, there was always that same feeling of joy and comfort and peace coming from her. 
Heavenly Father, we know she had a great love for you, Father, but she also had a great love for her families, both her physical family and her church family. And Father, this time that we are here today, Father, we are saying we will see you later. But we are also, Father, remembering those joyful occasions that we shared with her. Father, if there's anything that we can get from today and anything that we can get from the life that she lived and we share it with her, Father, let it be the joy that she had and the expectation that she had, Father, that one day she will spend an eternity in heaven with you. And Father, as as it is said so often, Father, when we are saying, I'll see you later at times like this, let us too live with the joy. Let us too live with the expectation that one day we will see her again and she will see us again. Father, we know that she spent so many years in that chair, but Father, we have that spiritual imagination, Father, that on the day that you took her from this earth, that Father, she walked hand in hand with Christ Jesus to another realm. And there was still that joy on her face. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, and we love our sister Mabel. And Father, the love that we share one for the other in this regard, Father, may it never wane. Let us place within our hearts the joy of knowing her, the love that we receive from her, the friendship and fellowship that she shared with us. Let us not have times of sadness, although there will be. But Father, allow us to allow this sadness to be replaced with joy. Because Father... Each and every time we think of her, we think of the joy that we enjoyed being around her and being with her. Father, we love you as much as she loved you. And Father, we know that in those 84 years, you blessed her in so many ways, and you've blessed us as well. Father, we thank you. We love you. These things we pray and thank you for in Christ Jesus' most holy name. Amen. And amen. I'll be reading Miss Mabel's obituary. Mabel Isabel Mejia was born to Linus Faquere and Ethlyn Elizabeth Casanova. Linus and Ethlyn Casanova on December 9, 1937 in Bluefields, Nicaragua. <clears throat> Truly, Miss Mabel was a Casanova. She moved to New York from Nicaragua at the age of 25 with her mother. While in New York, she worked in restaurants and hotels and housekeeping. It was there she met her husband, to that union was born a son, Adolfo Pantoja. After living in New York for 15 years, she, along with her mother and son, moved to Anchorage, Alaska here in 1977. Upon arriving in Anchorage, she began working as a seamstress for local department stores. Her hobbies include arts and crafts and ceramics. 
Miss Mabel loved cooking, gardening, traveling, and of course sewing. And she totally enjoyed collecting VHS tapes. She had close to a thousand, many world movies, musicals, concerts, and different dancers, which she immensely enjoyed watching daily after her stroke. She loved Alaska, would often comment how magnificent it is when the trees go to sleep in the winter and suddenly wake up in the springtime. Mabel loved Anchorage Church of Christ. She was added to the church on March 24, 1994, and remained a faithful Christian until her death. She especially loved sitting at the front door as a greeter. Another favorite thing she truly enjoyed here was the potlucks. She enjoyed all the good eating that came with them. Another great joy in her life was Little Bit, a teensy-weensy chihuahua that fit in the palm of her hands and brought her so much comfort, love, and joy until he passed this summer. Now, the backbone and lifesaver for her care was her dear sister-in-law, Edith. Edith provided 24-hour care, seven days a week, 365 days a year. She cooked, cleaned, and fed and dressed Miss Mabel. She was the one who got up early Sunday morning to get Mabel bathed, dressed, and beautiful for church. Edith not only took care of Mabel, but Mabel's house with all its chores, while holding down a job of her own and taking care of her own home. Her husband, Miguel, did the heavy lifting. Newly arrived from Honduras, speaking little to no English, he quickly became Miss Mabel's secondary caregiver. He learned how to operate her lift and give her on-time meds while Edith was at work. Then there was Liz. Mabel's other right hand. She accompanied her on all her doctor's appointments, made every hospital visit and stay, every rehab visit, was her power of attorney, and took care of her finances. In everything they did, Dazzy was there for all of them, making sure they were on the right track. <laughs> Mabel loved her church family. She spoke of them as a family she had always wanted and loved. The little kids always held a special delight in her heart as they ran through the lobby. There were so many she spoke of so very highly, especially the Wallace boys, as she referred to them. She was extremely appreciative of Terry, Ben, Glenn, Darren, James, Dale, and many others for everything they did for her throughout the years from building her home, building the ramp, remodeling, and constant upkeeps. She'd say, Liz, I don't know what I would do if it wasn't for my church family. Here in Anchorage, Mabel leaves to cherish her memories, Edith Casanova, married to Miguel Cabrera, Dazzly Moore and her husband Jerry, son Adolfo, with his wife, Nikkel, and granddaughters, uh, Mabel's granddaughters, his daughters, Ava and Ashley, and other family members, Hazel Atkersberg and Jean Janschke of Florida, and of course, Liz Hudson, and her husband, Glenn, her entire church family, and many other relatives and friends. Preceding Miss Mabel in death were her parents, her sister, Anita Maria Owens, and her brother, 
Daniel Casanova. I'm going to take my minute now, if that's okay. I'd be remiss if I didn't share an anecdote of spending time with Miss Mabel on the caravan. So once upon a time, we were speeding away from this building in the caravan. Miss Mabel was in her wheelchair, her old wheelchair before the powered ones, and she was strapped on the back. And I look back at her in the mirrors, and something looks off. And as I looked at her, I glanced at her, her eyes were kind of wide-eyed, and her, her jaw was set with this very determined look upon her face. I think, something's off. So I yell back to her, Miss Mabel, you are right. I don't really hear anything. As I'm wending along, I kind of glance up again. As I glance back there, I notice Miss Mabel's leaned way forward in her wheelchair and reached her arms way out. And she's managed to grab on to the chair in front of her. So I yell again. I said, you okay, Miss Mabel? She promptly responds, I fine, I fine. I'm thinking you're not fine, but I'm going to let you go. So eventually, I get her home, and I hop out, and I fling open the doors, and I let down the lift, and I run inside, and I start on strapping her from the caravan, except her chair is not strapped into the caravan. And of course, I chastise Miss Mabel. Miss Mabel, why didn't you tell me I forgot to strap you down? And by this time, Miss Mabel is just grinning ear to ear. And those of you who remember Miss Mabel would remember how she could glow at times. And she was glowing. She was grinning and smiling. And she said, I'm hanging on for dear life. And she repeated, I'm hanging on for dear life. And she was jubilant, celebrating, just happy and joyous. It's kind of my memory of Mabel. Now, as I read earlier in her, her obituary, earlier in her life, Miss Mabel had heard the message of salvation. And when she heard it, she had grabbed on to that. And she had held on to that for dear life, right? And today, even more so than that day where she celebrated her victory of the the caravan rodeo ride, today she is in full celebration. And she's wearing a crown of life. Miss Mabel loved life, and she held on to it. God bless you, Miss Mabel.
family of Mabel Mejia, which is, wishes to express their sincere appreciation for your prayers, deeds, and expressions of love and kindness. Victory in Jesus, 717, Victory in Jesus. We have it, let us sing. I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his morning, of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. 
Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power revealing, how he made the plane to walk again, and cause the blind to see. And then I cried, dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. I then obeyed his blessed command, and gained the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing There are many occasions of life that draw people together, but none affect us more than the coming together in mourning to share our tears. And we have come today to share with the Mejia family in their loss of Sister Mabel. We've come to weep with them and to rejoice in our Lord as we as a people come together in, in anguish, asking for an understanding, asking for forgiveness from our Creator, our mutual God, we ask the Almighty to, to comfort this family, friends, and the church family. As we share today in this profoundly painful and and vexing moment as we work together through this this keen sense of separation and so I will say on behalf of the family thank you 
for being here today. On behalf of the church family, thank you for being here today to share in this moment of comfort, encouragement, and to commemorate the life of our dear sister, Sister Mabel. So I'm reminded of a song. It's entitled, Savior, Lead Me Up the Mountain. Savior, lead me up the mountain where the Lord alone is seen, where we hear the voice from heaven, where the air is pure and clean. Lead me higher up the mountain, give me fellowship with thee. In thy light I see the fountain and the blood, it cleanses me. Savior, keep me up the mountain, pressing on toward the goal. Tell as one we share thine image and thy love and grace extol. We can celebrate today the fact that our sister, Mabel, traveled up the mountain, has seen the mountaintop, and has gone home to glory. We can celebrate that today. On this mountaintop of glory, only God's people are invited to this holy hill. Those who have surrendered to Christ Jesus in the waters of baptism and have remained faithful to him and by his grace have been saved. This is a special place for special people to God. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and after this comes the judgment. And we are thankful to know that when God's faithful children stand before his throne, in judgment that we have an advocate who will speak in our behalf. Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. I'm reminded of Zechariah chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Indeed, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and standing before the angel. And he spoke and said to those who were standing before him, saying, Remove the filthy garments from him. Again, he said to him, See, I have taken your iniquity away from you and will clothe you with festive robes. Wow. In Isaiah chapter 1, the text says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like Wool. And this is all because of the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And he asks, 
us to do just what our sister did. To be faithful thou until the end. To be faithful until death. And then God promises us, if we will do that very thing, that he will give us the crown of life. As rational people, we accept as inevitable the eventual extinction of our bodies and its return to the earth. For God has made this clear to us, as he states in Ecclesiastes Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return to the God who gave it. And he gives us just a bit more information. And he says, For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. And when the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. And that is why, as today we come with saddened hearts, that our sadness is mingled with joy because of the victory in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The book continues to tell us, it says of God's people, for whether we live We live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord. But physical life brings to us grief. And the only way to avoid grief is to never have lived, to never have loved, and to never have been loved. Job says, Man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. Like a flower, he comes out and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not remain. And then the text says, For we know that if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed in this house, We groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven. Inasmuch as we, having put on, shall not be found naked. For indeed, while we are in this tent, we groan, being burdened, because we do not want to be unclothed, but to be clothed in order that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. So God tells us, about life. He says, the years of our life are 70. Or even by reason of strength, 80. Our sister made it to 84. And yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and they fly away. The life that we live with all of its struggles is not the end. In this life, people moan and groan. We complain. We we suffer. We struggle. For God's people, this is not the end. 
For God's people, we're just passing through this life. Looking forward to the one that is to come. The one that God originally designed. The one that God has given to us as a gift. God said to Moses, go to the top of the mountain and die. But then in the book of Numbers, he says it in yet a little bit of a different way. And I want to read that. Numbers 27, verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go up to this mountain of Abiram and see the land which I have given to the sons of Israel. And when you have seen it, you too shall be gathered to your people as Aaron your brother has. Gathered to your people. Mabel loved her people. She loved her church family. There's life. The dead are alive. Not just alive, but alive and well. And not just alive and well, but alive and well. And God's people are with God. So, today we have sadness. But it's mingled with joy. God said, go and be gathered to your people. From Adam to the last man on the earth. Be gathered with your people. What an amazing gift from God for all of his faithful children. God's family will enjoy this gift and be gathered with Mabel one day. And all the people of God who are gathered in this place are looking out and waiting for us to join with them. For this is why we're Christians. This is why we fear God. This is why we serve God. Because this life is full of turmoil, full of trials, is not the end. Psalm 116 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. And then Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And then Paul, by way of inspiration, says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. And John later says, I heard a voice from heaven saying, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, so that they may rest from their labors and their deeds follow with them. 
Today, by the grace of God and through His mercy, we honor our God. We thank our God. We thank our God that we have hope. And this amazing blessing and this amazing gift. And I pray that that something, something, something might have been said through this Word, the Word of God, that might lift our spirits and encourage us as God's people. I close in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. And God gives us the order of things, the order of events in this life and for the life to come. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not proceed those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. God again displays his genius. We want to go to heaven to be with God. But we also want to go to heaven to be with our loved ones. God bless each and every one of you here today. May God comfort you in this time. May God bless you and may God keep you. Thank you. And now for the fun part, we get to share some memories of Mabel in our lives and what she means to us. I have a lot of memories of Mabel, and uh, all I can say is Mabel is my Christian sister, and she is my friend. One day I asked Mabel, I said, Mabel, I said, "How how did you become a Christian? And she said, well, Daniel, my brother, who has now since passed away, uh, attended the congregation here. And uh, when he went home, he told, he told Mabel about the congregation. And as it turned out, they both began to uh, attend the congregation here. And after a short period of time, they both were baptized as children of God. Mabel put a lot of value on her relationship with God. She also put a great value on the fellowship she had with the congregation here. Mabel cherished the ability to assemble and to fellowship. Uh, Even during the times 
when she was ill health. She had had a stroke. She was paralyzed on her left side. But you would still see her when, if at all possible, she'd be at the door to greet you. You know, the Apostle Paul depicted the Christian life as a runner running a race. Today we are here to celebrate Mabel's life and what she means to us. But, however, we celebrate her life, we also must celebrate her finishing, crossing the finish line of her life. Good afternoon. I decided I better do this because um, if I didn't, she was going to get me. We had this very unusual relationship. I don't know how it developed. I have a lot of stories. I'm just going to tell you one that she would not want me to tell. It was at the ladies' retreat She had had her stroke, but she could still get up and move. (laughs) She went to the bathroom. And when she came out of the bathroom, I said real loud, did you wipe? And she was very upset with me over there. (laughs) So every now and then she would ask me, Liz, did you wipe? (laughs) I wrote this poem that expressed pretty much what she meant to me. So once I get my glasses, I'm going to try and read it. I called her Mamiya because that's what she felt like to me was my mamiya. The Lord brought us together. Why, I do not know. He created a bond between us. And oh my, how the blessings did flow. I've always enjoyed the time we spent together. I loved every minute. Whether church, home, or hospital visit, I didn't regret a single minute. The energy created by love is immortal and continues to live. You are not forgotten, my love, nor will you ever be. As long as life and memories last, your soul will live in me. I miss you now. My heart is sore. As times go by, I will miss you more. Your loving smile, your gentle face, No one can fill your vacant place. Like a shadow in the moonlight, like a whisper of the sea, like the echoes of a meadow just beyond our reach and the shadows of our sorrow, past the whispers of goodbye, love shines through eternity 
our heartbeat from our eye, and I say goodbye. Goodbye, my dear friend. Rest in peace, my me. You know, Miss uh, Miss Mabel, Sister Mabel, she loved uh, that big hug and that big kiss. And whether she was sitting at the door greeting or she was over there with Liz or over there someplace, she always, if you walk by her, if I walk by her and didn't give her that hug and kiss, she would say something. You're bad. You shouldn't do that. So, and then it got to a thing where she was really having some fun, where Glenn and I was actually having a tug of war over her. You know, if I, I got, I get there first and I'm hugging her and kissing her, there come Glenn. That's my woman. That's my woman. And so we're back and forth. That's my woman. And she's sitting there and she's enjoying it. She, she loved to see us do that. And you know, I think Glenn and I were enjoying that too. Just hearing her do that. So Glenn, one last time. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I wasn't going to get up here, but I just wanted to quickly uh, say, well, first of all, um, I almost dumped her, too, in the uh, in the van. I forgot to strap her down, and she was actually in her uh, electric chair at the time. So that was quite an experience. I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to uh, assist in the building of Miss Mabel's house forever ago. And uh, I still remember that. And I still remember just how proud and how grateful Miss Mabel was for everything that, that people would do for her. She was never one to feel like she deserved it or anything. She she had genuine love in her heart, and uh, she showed that big time. So what an example for me, and I will miss her terribly. But as we know as Christians, we know where she is now, and I'm much happier for her. Thank you all for coming today. You know, as a, another one of the van drivers, um, I quickly fell in love with Mabel as well. And uh, a short story is um, whenever I'm not the driver, I would always wonder why she was yelling at me from the van 
uh, Mike, come strap me down. Come strap me down. And I'm like, he's already in there, isn't he? Well, now I understand why. So, <laughs> I was a very good strapper, I guess. And uh, two things that I, I'm going to miss is one, so Mabel never pulled her punches. I've never known her to pull her punches. She was always a straight shooter, and she was very straightforward, and you learned a lot from her. And the second thing I'm going to miss is she would always call me her favorite Chinaman. Um, I'm half Korean, but I guess that's neither here nor there. But she, my favorite Chinaman. So, love you, Mabel. I guess I'll keep the theme of uh, caravan drivers uh, going. Um, I was driving in near in the infancy of uh, the caravan, and I always noticed when I was dropping Daniel and Miss Mabel off, they would always be the last ones. And that it was later on after she got me groomed and primed, I found out why. Stop it, Red Apple! I'm like, come on, go and. And then I was like, okay. And then eventually got to the point where I would wait on her patiently. And it taught me, you know, it's Miss Mabel in there. And it started to work out just fine for her. But it did teach me, I like everything kind of structured and going to, but it re, it's really not about that. Just in, enjoy yourself and enjoy the people around. <clears throat> One of the things that makes me know that a person has lived a good life is when they go on to be with our maker you're more upset for what you're losing instead of them not being able to see another Alaska's sunset or the midnight sun or eat some uh, halibut or salmon. But the fact of someone like Mabel, me missing that big hug, no, I'm not going to hear that that loud, booming voice. And to remember the fact that every time I've interacted with her, Never a frown, never an un, unkind word, always peace and happiness, and I'll miss those things for sure. I have a caravan memory of Mabel. I first started coming 16 years ago, and I brought my nieces with me, and on the way home, she asked the van driver to stay longer at her house. There was a rose bush that was in a vacant lot next to her house, and she had to have that rose bush. She convinced him, and literally, it was like a 10-minute conversation. He finally conceded, and my nieces were asleep in the van, while I waited in Mabel's yard for 45 minutes while he was in that vacant lot looking after that rosebush. Because Mabel wanted that rosebush, Mabel got that rosebush. But because of that, I got to meet Daniel also. Because I had to go to the bathroom and she told me to go in her house. And I remember discussing how bossy Miss Mabel was. And he said, yep, she sure is. 
but it was nice to get to know Mabel and to see that no matter what she wanted, everybody did their best to always put a smile on Mabel's face. And that rose bush, every summer she would tell me that rose bush was, rose bush was flourishing. And I will never forget her roses and her rose bush that she had the van driver dig up for her. Anyone else wish to share anything about Miss Maple? Please do so. Don't be shy. Okay. Well, I was one of the van drivers, and I guess I missed out on the criminal mischief or the elder abuse. I guess I, I just cared more. <laughs> that woman, yeah, and I say it that way, that woman, she, I'm sure is a pistol right now, and God's like going, I can handle her. She was never shy. She was a sweetheart. She said to me, when are you going to marry a good woman? And then I married a good woman and introduced her. And she approved. I was hoping everybody would talk five minutes because I didn't want to have to be here. I do not like saying goodbye. Of course, she'd say, get on with it. And she doesn't care right now. You know why? Because she is home. She'd be saying, you're fine. I don't want to say this prayer. I don't... I don't want to let her go. And she just said, you can't hang on. So I will. I am actually smiling, I promise. She is home. She's happy. And I'm happy for her. As all of you should be too. So let's end this absolute celebration of life of Miss Mabel with a prayer to our Father in Heaven.
who she is looking at face to face talking to and walking with let's pray our great and loving father in heaven It is with happiness and sadness we approach your throne in prayer today. We come before you to ask for your love and guidance on our sweet, sweet sister, Mabel. We have such happiness for her that her her race, as we have said, it's now over and she has won her prize, getting to see you face to face and spend eternity talking and walking with you in heaven. We who left behind selfishly sit with having known her and enjoyed life with her. And we truly miss her being here on earth with us. As others have said, missing her is a true sign of the positive influence that she had on so many. And we can't thank you enough for the time that we have enjoyed with her. Our prayer is that you let Miss Mabel know how happy we are for her, that we miss her deeply, but that we will see her again one day. It's my prayer that all mankind, and specifically those today here, know the joy that Miss Mabel is experiencing right now that your son made possible with his sacrifice on the cross. It has been and always will be my prayer that no one ever meets you in heaven after they die, but that they knew you while here on earth, well before they see you face to face. Please help us as we mourn for our loss being here without Miss Mabel. Help us to comfort her family and her friends. We end this final chapter in her book, her book of earthly life, with an absolute happy ending to that story. And thank you. Thank you so much for that, more than we can say. Please go with us, stay with us, and always be with us until the day each of us are called home. We thank you again for Miss Mabel, and we ask this prayer in your son's name. Amen. Out of all the songs that were chosen for Miss Mabel, this was one I knew was her. Whenever we had Sunday and someone would say, someone requested this song, I knew it was Miss Mabel. 
Tony Cloud read to us from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17. And it deals a lot with this song. But Miss Mabel loved this song. It has a great rhythm to it. But that's not why she loved it. That's not the only reason she loved it. She loved it because of the words. Listen to this for a moment and then I'm going to ask you to sing along with me. The words say in that resurrection morning, when the trump of God shall sound, we shall rise. Hallelujah, we shall rise. Then the saints will come rejoicing and no tears will there be found. We shall rise. Hallelujah, we shall rise. In that resurrection morning, what a meeting it will be. We shall rise when our fathers and our mothers and our loved ones we shall see. We shall rise. In that resurrection morning, blessed thought it is to me, we shall rise. I shall see my blessed Savior who so freely died for me. We shall rise. In that resurrection morning, we shall meet him in the air. We shall rise and be carried up to glory to our home so bright and fair. We shall rise. Please sing along with me. Song we sing every morning or some mornings of services, but one that we know that is Mabel's favorite. We shall rise. If we have it, let us sing. In that resurrection morning when the trump of God shall now we shall rise. Oh, we shall rise. Then the saints will come rejoicing and no tears will ever be. Now we shall rise. Oh, we shall rise. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise, amen. We shall rise in that resurrection morning when death's prison bars are. Now we shall rise, oh we shall rise. In that resurrection morning, what a meeting it will. Now we shall rise, oh we shall rise. When our fathers and our mothers and our loved ones we shall see. Now we shall rise, oh we shall rise. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise, amen. We shall rise in that resurrection morning when death's prison bars up. Now we shall rise, oh we shall rise in that resurrection morning. Blessed thought it is to now we shall rise, oh we shall rise. I shall see my blessed Savior who so freely Now we shall rise, oh we shall rise We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise, amen We shall rise 
rise in that resurrection morning when death's prison bars are now we shall rise oh we shall rise in that resurrection morning we shall meet him in the now we shall rise oh we shall rise and be carried up to glory to our home so bright and now we shall rise oh we shall rise we shall rise hallelujah we shall rise amen we shall rise in that resurrection morning when death's prison bars up now we shall rise Oh, we shall rise, we shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise, amen. We shall rise in that resurrection morning when death's prison bars up. Now we shall rise, oh, we shall rise. thankful for you being here and participating in the celebration. Uh, we'd like for you to feel comfortable in staying in, uh, today and to fellowship. Uh, there will be a, an, a private internment uh, on the 12th, next Wednesday, uh, for your information. And uh, good night.